Good evening, you mob, and welcome back to the Outlax podcast. Proudly brought to you by our great sponsors, Toyota Forklifts and also SES Australia. Tonight, we'll start a new segment. Uh, we're going into in-depth discussions about some of the Corey Knockouts formats and um, and how it's sort of run. Um, so it'll be a good, be a good yarn, um, and we'll have this moving forward leading into the Corey Knockout um, over the next couple of months. Tonight, got a few very special co-hosts. Uh, we've got Brother Sean from the Game Changers podcast. Uh, Sean, how are you going, brother? Good, brother. How are you? Good, bro. Thanks for jumping on. And Brother Tom Cat from Castle Blacks. Tom, how are you going? Yeah, good, brother. Good. Thanks um, for having me, brothers. Yeah, brother, 100%. Good to have you. Thanks for jumping on. Um, brother Sean here has a, has a great podcast. Um, at the moment, he's doing a bit of a, a segment on what's it called again, brother? The best, the that, best that never was. Best that never was, and he's um he's doing some yarns with some of the um some of the older, I suppose, uh, footy legends who may not have made it all the way, or um you know had their careers cut short. And he had a really good chat the other day with um uh, brother Matty Mitchell. Um, really good yarn. I, I sat there and listened to it and could, could listen to brother Matty Mitchell yarn all day. So. Jump on his socials and um, and definitely have a listen and, and support the brother. Um, just before we get into discussions tonight, um, just earlier today, there was some teams dropped who's already nominated for the uh, 2023 Koori Nokia. Um, for the men's sides, there has been 29 teams already registered, so which is about probably half the field. So we'll just quickly go through these sides um, that's been already nominated. Um, and I'd probably say to some of the teams out there, if you haven't got your nominations in, get it in pretty quick. Um, the knockout being back in Newcastle this year, I think there's going to be a lot of teams wanting to go. Um, I think the last last year down now, I don't think they got to the full 64 teams, but I'm 100% this year that there'll be a full round of 64 teams. So uh, the teams that's already nominated, you've got Dindama, um, Country King Browns, Tomcat, you spoke about them a few weeks ago. Bakara Booglies, uh, uh, Gaduga side. Uh, Radri Aboriginal Rivers will be back. Shane and Sheldon Memorial will be back. Uh, you've got the Foxes side, Sydney All Blacks. Uh, let's talk the town at the moment. Mount Druitt United will be there. Obviously, the hosts, Newcastle All Blacks. Um, Anawan Ahoy Descendants, uh, Armadale side. Um, Herder Yarn, possibly Dennis Moore might be there. So, we'll wait and see. Combined countries will be back. Arambi All Blacks will be back. Uh, a side out of Moree we're hearing will be pretty strong. Uh, the Godfrey Swan Memorial side. So they'll be there. By Eagles, Devils, Descendants, they'll be there. Um, don't know if they've ever been to a big knockout, but they, they've been to a few of the smaller ones. Um, I think they took out the uh, Battle of the Countries, maybe, or the Kids in Care Cup down in Wollongong last year. Had a really good side. Uh, Narendra Radri Warriors will be back. Um, Brother Wesley P was coaching that side a few years ago. Not too sure if he's still there. Narendra Wanderers will be back. Riverstone Roos, we spoke about them maybe last week, the week before. They're a new side out of uh, that Western Sydney Mount Druid area. Nanima Common Connection will be back. Uh, WAC will be there. Bungalum Baggers will be there. Campbelltown Ghosts. A uh, side that hasn't been for a few years, um, Queanbeyan and Canberra Connections. Um, good to see them back. They run their own knockout down there. I think it's a couple of weeks before the big one. I think that's part of Connor's side. Is that like um, the old South Tarawa? 
Is that well, like that the old Manala brother, is it? Is that like yeah. the old Manala? Yeah, okay. Yeah. So I think they, they might have attended maybe 2016, 2017, maybe the last time they was there. Um, so good to see them follow fellows back. That was, that was at Sydney, wasn't it? They were at Sydney. Yeah. 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 Um, South Tari, one and two. They'll have two sides there. Blacktown, Red Belly Warriors will be there. Gilgandra, San Goannas. Tamworth Crows, I don't know if they've got any association with Tamworth United that went last year, got no idea, but Tamworth Crows will be there. Maitland United, um, Uncle Deck, he putting that side in again. Uh, Narwin Eels, so second Narwin side there, um, and also Maury Boomerangs. Um, 29 sides, there's a few notables that still haven't got their regos in, so we'll sort of wait and see and see how it plays out. Do they not have a like a nomination cut-off mark? Uh, I'm not too sure, bro. Like I remember when I nominated when I took the Uplacks to the big knockout in 2017. Um, they put out a they put out like the same thing. They put out like a team list maybe three weeks before, and there was only about 20 sides, 20 30 sides that put their nomination in about three weeks before the big knockout, and then bang, before you knew it, there were 64 teams and a full. Yeah, you know, and I think what a lot of people do is, um, and I used to do it myself, and I sort of put sides in. Was I'd I'd send the paperwork in, get my nomination in, but then I'd just pay the the rego money off over time. So maybe some of these sides have got their paperwork in, those haven't got their um, haven't got their nomination money in or whatever. But yeah, you, you can bet that there'll be sixty four sides there, hundred percent, hundred percent. Especially being right, that location, that location, like you said too, Maddie. Um, yeah, you know, it, it's sort of central for everyone, eh? Whereas South Coast is a long way for those North Coast sides and that as well. Uh, Newcastle, yeah, Central Coast, always central for everyone, so it'll definitely fill up. Yeah, hundred percent. And I, I, I'm pretty sure last time I was at Tugger, it was a full, full sixty-four. So, um, yeah, and definitely, and I, I did see that there's all the youth and all the women's, um, uh. Uh, teams there too. I think maybe the 17s boys is the only one that sort of fill up, and I think the even like the women's and all the under 15s and all that sort of stuff still got spots there. So again, if you's um if you's thinking about putting a side in or trying to get the money together, do it quick because um yeah, teams will be rushing through now. Uh, just got a quick uh message on the TikTok from Dakota is Tari Mirapai Sharks this year. Yes, they'll have two sides. Um, let's get into it, lads. Um, I put a, a post out on Facebook a couple of maybe last week, and I actually didn't even know the quick, didn't even know the answer to it. But I thought that the um, I thought that the mob would uh, sort it out. So I put a post out on Facebook, and I said, sort of, when was the last time a side won a Curry knockout without a current or former NRL player? And then the the list the the mob got to work and started throwing their suggestions in and um, it sort of looks like it was uh, 95 Burke Will Moringle um, was the last time that it, um, the side ha didn't have an NRL player in the squad. I'll sink an 0-2 boomerangs, but um, apparently there was one or two there. So, um, Brother Sean, we'll throw to you first, bro. Like, what's your first thoughts on that? You know, it's been nearly 28, uh, nearly 30 years since a side's won it with, without an NRL player. What's your first thoughts on that, bro? 
Yeah, I think, um, yeah, back back in those days, uh, Burke, Will, Mighty Midgets, you know, a lot of the family from out there, I played a f few knockouts with Burke, obviously, and um, a lot of the Orchard Boys and um, Hearts and, and Knights. Um, you know, back then, I think communities played for community. The players played for community, right? Um, I think nowadays it's, you know, a lot, it's a lot more professional. So players chase, um, you know, money, like as much as we don't, we don't like to admit it, players chase money. They want to be looked after. Um, you know, they want to be in the five-star hotels or have a roof over their head and family looked after and all these sorts of things. You know, they, uh, a lot of the time, I think with the NRL players, they, they tend to um, attract a lot of, a lot of um, supporting cast as well. So I think the fact that um, there hasn't been a team win with NRL players um, is because of the, the change in professionalism. And, you know, it might be stack sides as well. People talk about stack sides, but it, it also could be that, you know, communities are, are generating more talent as well. And, you know, unfortunately, um, they're turning into NRL players and, you know, little places like Tinga and that that have got, you know, all the first grade players that came out of a little place like that. Um, mm. I, I like the saying that Ron Griffiths always uses, um, you know, you can't really be what you can't see. And I think, you know, a lot of lot of young brothers have made NRL since sort of 95, you know, to, and more mainstream now. So, um a lot of them can see that, so they all want to be that and um, get themselves in good systems. 100%, bro. Topcat, we'll throw to you, bro. What's, what's your first thoughts on that? They're nearly 30 years. Yeah, it's, look, it's, it's, um, I think it's, I think it's going to be even longer. I think, you know, there's, there's not going to be many teams that are going to be in that final four without an NRL player um, or, you know, some kind of Cup, New South Wales Cup player there. As brother said, you know, it's, it's all about money these days. Um, you know, it's, you know, you're not going to win a knockout without money. Um, you know, there are, there are some, there are some communities out there with some good NRL players, you know, Brian, you know, Cabo, obviously we're seeing what's going on with Cabo at the moment. Uh, they're not, you know, they're not coming up. Oh, they're not going down, sorry. Um, but, you know, but then you've got other players like, um, you know, Cody um, with the bagels. So, you know, um, I think it's going to be very hard to, to win a knockout without an NRL player, at least one. Um, but there are, there are, you know, there are uh, teams like with, you know, four or five that still don't get through either. So, um, you know, it's just, and I think, I think it all showed last year too with, with NAB, man. They're just, they're just, um, they're just knockout players. Mm -hmm. You know, um, you know, if Will, if Will doesn't play there and Snowden doesn't play there last year, I think they probably still win. Um, you know, that, that could have been the turning point there, but, you know, they had them boys. So, look, as I said, it's, it's going to be very hard to, um, very hard to win a knockout without, without an NRL player. Yeah, 100%, bro. And, and you know, like I, I put another question up on the, on Facebook the other day, you know, is, you know, can you, can you sort of see any of these smaller community sides that don't have, the big money or the NRL players attracting from, you know, going to a knockout and going well. Like, are you someone like, um, oh, you know, someone hasn't been in the knockout for a while, like, um, I don't know, Will Kenya Boomerangs or even Brother Sean um, 
Rewarna Gugars, you know, like, you know, how tough would it be for some of those sides that struggle to make the money um, just to get to a knockout? You know, you'd feel sorry for some of them sides raking up and, and getting as much money as they can, finally get to a big knockout and they, you know, they, they've got to turn up on day one against Yowies or, you know, Walgett, you know, it's, what do you reckon, bro? People want bang for their buck as well. So, you know, you look at places like Bree, you only got 1,200 people out there. There's not many organisations that can give you any more than $500,000 for sponsorship. So a lot of those little communities rely on um, raffles and, you know, 100 clubs and all those sorts of things. So you're not going to compete with teams that can get $20,000, $30,000 worth of sponsorship. And I've got, um, you know, NRL players in it. People want to play with them sort of players as well because you're only playing, you know, for 10 or 15 years or 20 if you're looking after yourself well. So you want to try and get in a good into a good team and, and try and win a knockout. So, um, yeah, them professional teams, like little teams like Bree and um, Wilkenia and those sorts of sides, um, you know, probably never had a physio or a masseuse or, um, you know, these sorts of people around the setup, strapping even. And injury management, like the bigger sides know how to do that better because they've been exposed to it a lot more and been in professional competitions like the Newcastles and the Illawarra competitions and the Northern Rivers competitions are some of the strongest comps outside of Sydney in the state. Um, so the professionalism is a, a lot, yeah, it's further ahead than the little places like out Brian, that, you know, where they might only play you know, eight, eight or ten round competitions and sometimes every fortnight rather than every week so um, they just don't have the facilities and um, the money behind them and, and you know the worst thing is a lot of the fellows that are from communities and I was one of them I, I put my hand up I wanted to play with sides that I thought would give me a chance to win it um, and a lot of the time I just felt that there wasn't enough um, strike power or people playing in, in good competitions to make a run and then you'd go down and you know sometimes um, from experience you, you'd win through Saturday and then everyone would be out charging on on Saturday night you know what I mean the good sides don't do that they look after their injuries they're um, um, nice and early um, you know yeah, anti-inflammatories them you know popping them sort of managing any little niggles and you know, they're on the table getting massages and icing themselves and in the pool and all those sorts of things, you know. The the, the more professional, the bigger clubs um, just got so much more uh, technology and, and are well advanced as opposed to the to the smaller community. So the sm smaller community, um, you know, Walgut is an exception. It's a smaller community, but it's run by um, the boys that have been around, you know, like No Limit Boys and... And a lot of the followers that they get, um, they're player managers as well. So, um, you know, they've got a lot of players that come and play for them because of all the good things they've done for, for NRL players or fringe NRL players. Uh, and that's loyalty for them. But a lot of them players aren't from that community, but they go there out of respect for what the boys have done for them. So they're an exception um, mm. to the rule, I think. 100%. Tomcat, I'll ask you a question, brothers. I think you sort of covered it before. Can you see a smaller community side win a knockout in the next 10 years? And if so, who? 
I think actually, I think there's, I think there's probably two teams that come to mind here. I think I think Turmoil is one of them. I think with the right players on board. Um, I think I, I think I said in the last podcast um, the the backline that Turmoil could have um, really really strong uh, play. You know, Braden, Linden, you know, throw our halfback in there, Corey. Um, some some of them boys from out that way there. They're really talented players. Um, just, just needing some, you know, good experience forwards that are, that are, you know, get get them, get that ball rolling, um, get the boys rolling forward. Um, and I think the other one has to be Bagels, um, you know, with with Cody there, um, Ryan, I think Dane Laurie's there as well. Um, so I think they're t- them two, I think definitely, um, they get a good draw, but it's all about the draw, knockouts all about the draw. Um, and you know, you know, keep them, them players, um, keep them players all all together. Like, um, you know, Cabo was they were doing that little, had a good run there for a couple of years. You know, they keep that. You know, they might have, they might have won it this year, they might have won it last year. Um, but I, I, I think Tumla and and definitely Pagels. Brother Sean, throw Burke in there too, Matty. Throw throw Burke in there too, I think. But the, you know, the followers that come back and play with Burke are, um. Probably not players that originate from there either, but um, you know, Mark Mark is pretty close with a lot of players, and um, he earns a lot of respect as well. Mark Knight, so a lot of players will come and play for him the same way that you know the players that whack will go and play for the Rose Brothers. Um, so he's got yeah players that are playing in good competitions: Newcastle, New South Wales Cup, Illawarra, like all of these really strong competitions. Queensland Cup. I love um, Tommy that you talked about Tumla as well because Tumla, uh, a lot of them boys playing Gundy, for Gundy in the um, Toowoomba comp, which is a strong comp as well. So definitely one of the one of the little smaller sides that could make a run. But yeah, I think it, the professionalism um, is a big thing that I see um, where the gap is. You know what I mean? And we talked a little bit before about knockouts and NRL players, um, and we talked about Newcastle All Blacks. The other side, I, I feel like um, no big names, but they always turn up as LARPA, um, yeah. which they've got homegrown um, um, NRL players like Newcastle All Blacks, you know what I mean? 100%. Um, another question I put up on the podcast, uh, on, the, uh, on the Facebook the other day, um, and brother Sean, I know you comment on it. So I'll start with you, Sean. Does something need to be done to to help these smaller communities out um, in the knockout, just to just to have a fair crack, I suppose? Yeah, and I, as I mentioned, Matty, um, yeah, in that comment, I talked about Nala, and I remember Eddie Smith from Newcastle Allbacks talking about this about eight, ten years ago, um, when Will was coming to the school where I work, and um, I think something like that needs to be put back in place. I don't know how it works, but I think um, at the moment it's, you know, like I said, the host club um, make the rules, I feel. And I could be wrong as well because I don't go to um, delegates meetings because I've never had sides in, Matty. But um, I, I just feel like there needs to be a committee like NALA so that the rules are the same. And I think if people make enough noise, um, especially at these delegates meetings, 
then yeah, if everyone feels that it needs to go back to the community competition that it was, um, and not all these you know professional sides, and then your second tier, and I say that with utmost respect, but it feels like that, you know, because of the money and and the power and um, yeah, the draw cards that the the bigger sides um, have. Um, I, you know, I feel like in the future, if it doesn't even out and they put a cap on it, or they they, I I, I don't agree with the cap either. I think if you if you got communities that have produced NRL players, they should be able to play. If there's four or five or six of them, so be it. They, yeah, are proud and come. Yeah, from that town and and were produced by the town, you know. So I think, um, yeah, don't don't put a cap on it, but let's even it out and have NRL players come from that town. Otherwise, I think in the future it'll be, um, you know, the professional side. You might we might end up two thirty two team comp comps over the long weekend where you got uh, tier one and tier two, you know. Mm. Brother Tom, um, same question. Should something be put in place to help the smaller communities out so they're not, you know, fundraising for two, three years just to get a big knockout and then they um, finally get there with a, with a small community side and, you know, round one they verse one of the big dogs and they're going home after 40 minutes, you know, two, three years of trying to get money? Yeah, look, as Brother Sean said, I don't, I don't think so. I think, like, the kid... The QMC, they got that point system. Um, you know, one point for an NRL player, half a point for a Queensland Cup New South Wales Cup player. Um, but I think Brother Les Roberts there on your on your post um, commented and said that, you know, he, he thinks that it should they should have that point system down there as well. Um, however, but like, as I, I keep going back to Brian. Um, you know, with Brian at Cabo, if he plays with Cabo, you know, no points. Um, if they're from that community, then no points. Um, whether... As Sean said, whether there be five, six, or seven players in that, you know, that in that NRL system that are from that community, whether they're still playing NRL, no, no points at all. You know, as long as they play with that community. But if they were to go and play with, um, so Brian was to go and play with Walgett, um, you know, that'd be one point. Yeah. Um, it would. It, I don't. It would sort of even it out. Um, you, you, you do feel sorry for them kind of teams that you know that fundraise you know for the three years whatever just to go to one knockout and get you know get beat or they play Walgett or someone you know uh, NAB or someone first up um, you know don't no disrespect to them but you know there is there is little knockouts that you know lead up to this um, that they can try and you know take the little sides too I don't know I know it's been happening for you know how many years you know fifty something years now so it's um you know it's it's always what they're going to do but you know, the funding is going to be the hardest thing to do. Um, yeah. And when when there aren't any players that come from that from that community that, that you know that play NRL or even New South Wales Cup, um, it's going to be always hard for them to to be to compete. Um, you know, we, well we've seen last year at RQMC, you know, our first game, you know, we had, we had no stars last year. You know, our biggest player was Corey McGrady, and you know he was still playing. He uh, he was still playing uh, TRL. Oh my, yeah. And then, you know, we go up against a, a Brisbane Brothers team first game, you know, I think the 64 nil or something we beat them. So, um, you know, it, it does show when there are more experienced players in a team. Um, just on that side, you know, but other than that, man, I, I don't think there should be a proper cap. I just, you know, that point system works well up here. 
Um, it does stop teams stacking the, the ass out of the, out of the, out of the squads. Um, but, you know, it's, it's no secret, man. QMC hasn't, hasn't been up to the standard that the Korean knockout's been for, you know, quite a few years. Um, yeah. But, you know, I like the point system up here. I think it would work down there if they had that thing, what Les said, you know, if, they, if they're from that area, that community, no, nah, you know, don't, don't call them as a point, as, as long as they're from that community. Mm, 100%. Anything else on that topic, boys, before we move along? No, I think it's um, pretty clear, clear cut, you know, like, it's sad though, brother, because everyone wants to turn up and play in a knockout and, and and everyone looks forward to it, especially the little the little country towns and that. Like, you've got people that don't play all year round, but they want to be a part of that weekend and they should be, you know, you know able to be a part of it and, and feel like they're contributing in some way, but, you know. And people might say, well, get them, get themselves fit and play in a competition all year round, and then you might be able to, but it's still not the same, you know, like stack sides against little community sides. It's it's just the gap is widening, and we need to do something about it um, for the betterment of, of the knockout, I think, as well, yeah. Yeah, I think, I think you're on the money there, brother. The, the gap's widening. Like, There's always going to be them small country community sides or the small memorial sides, they're always going to turn up and they're always going to be there. But like you said, the, the better sides are getting better and it's just, it's just harder and harder for those sort of teams to, to play. Like I think, um, I take Tamworth for example, I think Tamworth, they, again, I don't think they had been for a few years. They went last year, I think they got done about 30 nil first game. Um, I think one of the Mount Druitt sides as well um, that went last year that, you know, got touched up first game. and. Brother, I, I done it myself. 2017, I, I went to the big knockout, put a side in with three grand. $1,500 for the entry fee, $1,500 for the jerseys, no no um, hotels, nothing. We got touched up 30 nil and went home, you know, so. I yeah. think I've seen it last, last year. I was like, I think it might have been 72 nil or something like that. You know, it was. Um, yeah, I think uh, one of the Maitland sides got done by Burke. Burke, I think yeah. Burke put 72 on him. Like, that's. That's a cricket score in a in a in a in a forty minute game. Mm. And, and that's a classic example there, brothers, as well. Like a lot of them Maitland United boys obviously have lived in Maitland you know, around this area since we left Bree in ninety seven, ninety eight. And the competition that they play in, as opposed to the competition that a lot of them boys in Burke play in, like they're playing in the in the second division pub comp and mm. you know, you got blokes like Walshy and Heathy Gibbs and them playing in the same area in the first grade competition that would probably beat them teams by 100 points, you know? Yeah, mm, 100%. Just, the class is just so, so different. So something needs to be done because they they need to feel like, um, like they're going to keep coming because the old people set it up for us, right? And it's, a, it's the, the pinnacle event every year for, for a mob that love footy. So they're still going to keep coming, but let's, even it out in some way, or um, you know, make a community one and a, and a professional one, or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, it's probably not where the old people wanted it to go, but unfortunately, that's the path it's sort of heading down. I believe. Yeah, hundred percent. Move along to the second question that I put up uh, the other day on Facebook. Um, does the Koori knockout need to cover more than just the 
field one on days two, three, and four. Um, I think this is not just on NITV here. This is I know NITV's got the um, the the broadcast rights or whatever. Um, but um, yeah, Tomcat, I'll go to you first, brother. Um, does more need to be done, and 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 how so? Well, hundred percent needs to be done. You know, if if um, if they can do it up here, they can do it down there. Hundred percent. You know, they've, 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 do they have an app down there with the Corey knockout? They've got a Corey knockout app, but I don't think it live streams games. It just sort of shows you the table and who plays. Score there. update. Score yeah, update. Yeah. Five updates. I think if they can do it up here, why not do it down there? You know, it's a it, look, hands down, it's a bigger carnival down there. Um, I think they were they were live streaming all five fields um, last year up here, mm. um, which was good. You know, we were we had a lot, we had a lot of family too that um you know the boys' families that weren't that weren't uh, able to make it. They just jump on the app. You know, just watch the games. Um, I think it's awesome, and and it's been it's been you know it's 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 something that, it, that people have wanted for a long time with the Corey knockout, you know. Um, you know, back when I was living in Ballon, I was just, when the boys had head down to the knockout, I wasn't going. Um, so I'd be, you know, wait till the, I think it was a Sunday morning until you could watch it. Uh, I think it was Sunday, yeah, or Monday, uh, Saturday or Sunday. Yeah, the Sunday. Yeah, the Sunday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You missed that whole Saturday. Um hmm. And then the Sunday, I had a couple of games, and then, the, you know, the Monday was, the, you know, the grand final now, but it was um, I, I think something can be done, um, you know, whether you know Briggs boys there organise something now, um, might be a bit late now, but like it's it should have happened, it should have happened a while ago, you know, NITV, mm. you know, even but even through an app, they've got an app, use the app, you know, um, I'm sure there'd be some, um, you know, there'd be some cameras that are you know willing to you know to record the games live. You know, stream through the app. You know, um, it's a big, it's a big, it's a big event. It's big for us, as um, you know, as a, for our culture. Um, I think, I think it needs to be done. One hundred percent needs to be done. Brother Sean. Yeah, I'm, I'm behind Brother Tom there. I think, um, and it leads to that argument as well. Like it, it's like a continuation of that where. You got all these little teams that come down and they, you know, pay their hard-earned money and um, come all the way down and and it's the luck of the draw with who goes on field one and that as well, you know. Obviously, mm -hmm. the host team's got to be on there first and foremost, and then however they do it from there, you know, field one, two, three, and then whoever draws it draws it. But I believe that um it needs to be um yeah you know, stream for everyone because then it'll connect the mob a lot more as well. Like, there's nothing worse than sitting out home and not knowing and waiting until Sadiabo or someone now. Like, I mean, you feel like you're more uh, connected with Facebook or whatever. But, yeah, let's stream them so everyone can see it. And, um, again, you, you might not um, – you might start filling these spots up with the 17s girls at four, four teams last year. The women's only had eight teams, you know. If people can see it, then – they'll bring their teams down as well to be a part of it. Yeah, 100%. And, and, and the flow and effect from that, you know, you get young kids can, you know, if they've got the um, the live streams, they can go back and cut up some footage of themselves and put highlights packages together and then, you know, that they may progress in their careers or, you know, it might be grandfather still running around, can show their grandkids what they 
they done and the 23 knockout and all that sort of thing. Um, we had some other boys there that was um, going to jump on the podcast there, the um, King at Last boys. So I think that they run a, they run a podcast too. And um, I think they were saying this year they're going to be doing some filming on field two um, of the knockout, which is which is great. You know, it'd be so good to the for the mob to see. Um, I suppose on, on my take on it, um, I think definitely something needs to happen. I'm, like I'm pretty sure like it, they've been doing the same uh, streaming on field one just for the Sunday and the Monday since like 2010. Um, so, you know, like it, it doesn't all have to be back on NITV. Like they could possibly like, you know, get the rights, like some other um, broadcaster can get the rights to field two, whether it's like bar TV or Clutch TV could be in field three, something like that, where at least you can see your mob play and all that sort of thing. Or, or the other thing is, is um, you know, up at the QMC, yeah, like Brother Tomcat said, that the um, they had an app there where every um, field was live streamed and they had commentators on every field. Like, how good would it be to see like some young up and coming commentators starting on field six, field five, you know, and then they through the years they. Would they go to field two, they go to field one and join the brothers Cookie and, and Juro Sen and all that sort of stuff. So, you know, it creates another pathway for people wanting to do commentary for the Corey Knockout and all that sort of thing. Mungandai um, moment, Mungandai moment. Yeah, love it. Love it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so I think, you know, definitely something needs to be done. Um, but, you know, um, yeah. Mob, we'll a lot of the mob can't see. get there too, brother, because it costs a lot of money to go to a knockout. So a lot of the mob can't get down there. So, you know, like if it's streamed, they feel like they're there as well. You know what I mean? They don't have to spend a couple of thousand dollars for the weekend, um, which is what it costs, you know, especially when you're coming from, from further yeah. out. I'm pretty I'm pretty sure in 2018, um, who won the knockout then? Uh, I think I think Yowie's won at 2017, hosted it in Dubbo in 2018. I'm pretty sure... 2018, they've got some YouTube footage of all the fields. I mm. don't know if it was live streamed or not, but they definitely filmed the fields. Um, and you can sort of go back and watch the, um, the 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 games on field four or field five. So I don't, you know, you know, they, they, it looks like they tried to do something back there in 2018 with the Yowies, but yeah, I'm just not too sure. Um, I know brother Tom Captain Wheels up at QMC and uh, last year the QMC and the crew knockout on the same weekend. I was. I was scrolling through quickly as trying to get the scores and the updates. Like, would have been mad to get the get the proper footage of who was playing who, you know? No, I think we we're, um, were sitting under. I think it was after our first game. I think we we're sitting under the um under our marquee there. Just I think there's about six different boys were sitting there on their phones. There must have been a mm. live stream somewhere, but you know, I think I remember driving to the fields that morning and I was listening to the um listening to something and you know that was when um. Yeah, he's got beat by that young Kempsey side. It was on our yeah. way to our, to our first game. So, um, yeah, look, something needs to happen. And it needs to happen quick. You know, it's as, as Brother said, a lot of people can't get there. It is, you know, it is a lot of money to spend um, just, just for accommodation purposes. Mm-hmm. Now, then you got pe- then you got people like myself with 20 kids. You know, you, you know, you got to be you got to be buying stuff for them all weekend, you know, food, everything, you know. It's, yeah. Yeah. Um, Hold on. I uh, got a couple of shout outs. Got Bungelong on top this year. Is it true, Tinga and Bradman best? Um, yeah, I think I think Bradman will be with Tinga. Shout out Mount Druitt. Uh, and someone saying 
Reminder, don't forget your KO after party tickets. There you go. There you go. <laughs> well, that, well, that Is that PJ Gordon? That'll be PJ <laughs> Gordon. Spruce and hard. What's he call himself? The Devon Licker. Devon Licker, that's Tim. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fair dinkum. I know um, he's, he's been doing a lot with the boys. He's been covering a lot of that entertainment stuff, obviously, with the connection with Noy and Lil Mace and all those guys. Mm. Yeah. Um, that concludes our discussions for this week. Um, keep up to date with our Facebook page. We're going to put up a few more discussions this week for our show next Sunday. Um, and Brother Sean sort of touched on probably one of the um, the yarns we're going to have next week um, is, is some sort of governing body or overarching body uh, running the knockout um, the way moving forward. Um, so we'll have a question about that one and we might, might we'll do another question there um, next week. Boys, uh, shout outs time. Brother Tom, any shout outs, any plugs for your socials, anything going on with your club you want to you wanna mention? Yeah, no, a couple of shout outs there. Um, you know, one, obviously one of my wife there, she's, you know, backbone of this team. Um, you know, she does everything that needs to be done. You know, as I said before, you know, I just find the players. She does everything else, bro. Um, you know, also to be little fella there, we two little boys, they um they finished their season this this today was their last game of the year. Um Keli scored seven tries for the for the year. Um, you know, first year playing football, you know, halfway through the year he was just standing there, you know, didn't want the ball or nothing. So to finish on seven tries is um, you know, really good and you know, he done really well and you know, little Tom uh, ended on the season with uh, forty two tries. So he's um so he look he's you know, he's get out. He's he he's he's good. Um, you know, but just just to watch him, you know, the the love they have for the game. Um, mm. We'll see both of them playing under eights with um at the at the Junior Murray Carnival with two of your boys, Matty. So yeah, uh, one more shout out to brother our Coastal Blacks uh, fullback Chris Woodbridge. Um, I think today he clocked over 300 points for the year uh, in that TRL competition. I think he scored two tries today and you know kicked about 10 goals. So um, you know he's doing, he's doing wonders out there. And there's something wrong if he doesn't win that that player player of the year out there. Um, but, you know, hit 300 points in one season, it's, it's pretty achievable. You know, it's, it's awesome. Um, yeah. Solid. And, Brother Sean, any shout-outs? You want to plug your um your socials, bro? Yeah, obviously, shout-out to all the mob back home. Burke, uh, Walgut, all those mobs. Um, but also, yeah, with the socials, uh, Game Changers podcast, we're, we've got our um, YouTube channel, Um and when we when we live stream, we use use that restream. We go through uh, YouTube. I've fixed up the the um, Insta one as well, so hopefully it'll stream the Insta, YouTube, and uh, the Game Changers podcast page uh, on our Facebook. So obviously, talk about the the series. Of, um, so we're trying to get as many um, you know people that obviously were. The guns and didn't reach the heights that they were probably meant to reach. Um, obviously, talk to Matty Mitchell. I want to talk to some local fellas around Newcastle, Sydney, and then we're going to branch out and do North Coast, South Coast, Far West, um, you know, Termala, Mori, Armada, out those ways. So, if you've got any players that you reckon we need to go out and have a yarn with, um, drop them on the socials as well, and 
and um, we'll do that by the end of the year. Hopefully by knockout time we can we can get out to all communities and that'll be a lead into to knockout. Um, and we put a side in like a lot of the my my young fella, seventeen, um, and he's come right through from under twelve. But this year we've branched off and doing our own thing with um, under seventeen. So we've just got confirmation uh, Newcastle Dolphins. So uh, first time this year. So hopefully there'll be a mixture of um, boys that have played. Together last year and won the little small double knockout, the Cara Tremaine Termi uh, Memorial side out there. So, a lot of the boys from uh, Wellow and Wee War and um, Dubbo and Newcastle. So, shout out to all the brothers and we'll um, get together soon and start organising for the knockout as well. So, yeah, that's all for me, brothers. So, I, I, I didn't catch you before. Did you just say you're going around to you know, a few communities but, uh, to see some? players that, that probably could have made it but didn't is that what you're you doing yeah so the best that never was so that's the name of it yeah just so we roger roberts was um a name that we sort of mentioned from up south uh north coast there are a lot of people mentioned. we want to try someone like roger roberts yeah that's that's um, one name i was going to mention it was uncle rog what yeah, yeah. So any, any if anyone out there is good if you feel you know or something like that, you know, and people know when we're gonna be out and about it also and come down and, and throw any questions out or have you on themselves, yeah. Dollar brother, good stuff. Um just wanna give a quick shout out to the wife. Um, almost got divorced last week because I didn't give her a shout out. Um, she's over in Broome for the week for work, so um, out Porsche. Um, well, you stuck with the kids? Yeah, stuck with the kids, brother. So well, you know, me, Ray, I'll just just run the ball up and just, just do it <laughs> hard, you know. <laughs> um, yeah, it's coming up the knockout time. Obviously, all the small knockouts. I did want to mention. Um. I think Manindi Yabby's small knockouts going ahead. The Dubbo Waratah's small knockouts going ahead. There is obviously the Lismore knockout going ahead. Um, I've seen there's the Blacktown Western Red Belly Warriors got a knockout going ahead. Um, oh, there's a few more. Walgut. Walgut one there going ahead. Um, so, yeah, if, if you're getting your teams in, um, just make sure you reach out to those those. Um, those respective carnivals and all that sort of thing. It's always it's always good doing the, the knockout tour, leading up to the big one. Um, but, yeah, thanks, everyone, for tuning in. It's been a really good yarn, been a really good discussion. Um, yeah, we'll put some um, some fan interaction up there sort of sort of next week. I uh, just want to shout out brother Dexter Hoy, who um, when we put that, um, that, that post up on Facebook about um, how long it's been since the team won the – Corey knockout without an NRL player. Brother went through every single side over the last 30 years and named who won it and where they uh, and which NRL star was there and all. I've seen so, that. Unbelievable knowledge. Good stuff. <laughs> all right, lads. Thanks everyone for jumping on. We will see you guys next week. Um, jump on all the socials: Facebook, uh, Spotify, YouTube, and TikTok. See you then. Yeah.